Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, 1450 on the AM dial in the capital city, 1039 FM and 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, even on some telephones in the neighborhood, as I understand it. Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown, that was the voice of Chris Brown, who is the president of New Hampshire Distributors and now the owner of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. Chris, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Ken. Chris, no stranger to uh, WKXL. And uh, Clint Edinger is uh, with us as well. And Clint is the general manager and assistant coach of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings, the brand-new North American Hockey League team that is coming to the uh, Tri-Town, the uh, refurbished uh, Tri-Town Arena in uh, Hooksett starting in September. And, uh, Chris, it's it's not too far off. And, <laughs> no. uh, and I, I, I would imagine there's a lot of work to be done. There still is a lot of work to be done. You know, we've... we've um, at the same time of purchasing Tritown Ice Arena and the renovations, uh, we, uh, you know, were granted the franchise uh, in the North American Hockey League. Um, you know, I say we're drinking by the fire hose. That's probably an understatement. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and and several people are like, well, you can, you know, kind of phase this in and do uh, do the arena this year, do the team next year, and then and then do you know the academy teams. Uh, uh, the following year, and it's like, well, you kind of need it's the chicken and the egg scenario in a lot of cases, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, I think people have been uh, pleased walking in for some of the earlier camps with the North American team and some of the summer hockey activity at Tri Town to see the the uh, improvements to the the Fru Arena, the stadium uh, arena, and uh, you know, kind of we're we're joking around of like, geez, you guys weren't kidding. You're gonna you know actually do this, and it's like, yeah, we are. Um, uh, it needed some upgrades. Uh, when you're gonna bring a league in like the North American League, you need to uh, do some upgrades from the uh, ice to the boards to the lighting to the paint on the walls to the undercarriage of the building with the uh, locker rooms and, and things like that as well to bring it uh, to a level you're impressed with. So basically, you're doing uh, some years' worth of work in, in a few months <laughs> is what it comes down to, right? I'm very uh, surprised and pleased that we've been able to pull off what we have done in, the, in, in a very short time period. It, it uh, is true. It's a daunting task. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and, and Clint, I, I know you're someone who is uh, very familiar with uh, the Tri-Town Ice Arena. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's an exciting time down there for sure. And I think everybody everybody involved has been working around the clock to, to make this thing uh, something special, you know, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a brand of hockey that I think um, will, I think, just change the outlook for some people and, and they'll be excited to see the the intensity the focus the dedication you know all of the above that goes into this from each player to to try to reach a goal of playing the highest level of college hockey they can they can make it to absolutely and you you've been involved for quite some time with the uh, the junior monarchs at, at Tritown yes i've been there since uh 2011 yes so uh 
you know, I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of kids go on and play and, and, you know, we, we, we had talked about being involved in the North American Hockey League years ago and it, you know, we, we went another direction and, um, you know, now that we, we have the opportunity and, and we're, we're super, super thankful for, you know, the chance to, to bring something special to, to hooks it. Yeah, it, it really is. So, I mean, people will wonder how this level uh, of hockey uh, differs from what they've seen in the past if they've attended the uh, games of the, of the Junior Monarchs. Yeah, I think there's, you know, the, the brand of the North American Hockey League is, I think there's an expectation right out the gate. It's been around a long time. And, um, you know, when, when kids put that sweater on and hit the ice, I think the intensity, the, the pace, the, and then the skill level, I think, is what you're going to see from, from top to bottom, um, I think will differentiate, differentiate things for, for people for sure. Of course, I think this has been a, a dream of yours for, for some time to bring hockey of this level uh, to New Hampshire. Yep. And uh, how did it finally, uh, you know, all, all come about? Yeah, it's it's a it it is a long story, and it really kind of came through the success of Black Ice. Um, you know, some people looked at how uh, Black Ice uh, included a lot of local businesses and how it was embraced in the community. Ultimately, the idea, or originally, the idea was to bring it to Everett Arena, um, and you know, to to breathe a little life into the old barn at Everett uh, to bring it back to the days of uh, the Eastern Olympics or the Budman uh, to have that type of uh, you know crowds come to to the arena. Ultimately, as we talked about, it is free hockey for the the player. Uh, they're coming here and spending the year or two with us, and and we're providing them an opportunity to get bigger, faster, stronger. So um, to provide that, you know, basically free to that to that uh, player, uh, we need to figure out ways of 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 income. And uh, uh, the idea of of starting a hockey academy um, in the age groups of 18, 16, and 15. There just wasn't enough ice at Everett Arena that ultimately you sat there going, well, you need a facility that really has two sheets. And uh, so um, we ended up in the in the hooks it scenario. But uh, it is a it was a, you know, uh, a two to three year process uh, mm-hmm. through covid that we uh, uh, with a, with a couple of uh, folks that uh, aren't uh, on the project anymore that just were like, well, why not? And. You know, people ask me like, "What? What's in this for you? What are you doing?" And and it's, you know, ultimately, I think it's just uh, um, upgrading the hockey experience in New Hampshire. You know, I've 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 been a player or part of the hockey community all my life, and just kind of like a natural progression of like, why wouldn't you try to do something like this? It's yeah. uh, well. it's not like it's a uh, um, a pro franchise, which changes the the dollar figures quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's it is a is a junior league, but it uh, definitely provides an opportunity for kids to can you know find and further their uh, their careers. And uh, Chris, uh, if you don't know, is the the founder the founder of the uh, Black Ice Hockey Tournament. Uh, which has been a tremendous success in in Concord now for how many years? Uh, this will be thirteen. Thirteen, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and, and, of course, this year was a, a little bit different <laughs> because of the weather, which didn't cooperate around the time of the event. But no. I, I thought it went off uh, very well just the same. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, indoors is not where people really want <laughs> to be, but we made it as uh, as close to a pond hockey experience as we possibly could. So. Well, well, hopefully Mother Nature will be uh, friendlier uh, to us uh, next year. But uh, Chris is also a uh, member of the New Hampshire Legends of Hockey and the and uh, has, has done so much uh, for the game in the local area uh, over the years. And, uh, Clint, give us a little bit of uh, your uh, background. We, we talked about your affiliation with the Junior Monarchs for, what, 12 years now or so? And, uh, and uh, where, did, where did you uh, grow up and play hockey? Yeah, so I grew up right at uh, in Concord Capitals and played for, for that program um, and then went off to uh, Bishop Brady High School for four years. Then I ended up playing in the Eastern Junior Hockey League, which was pretty much your only option. If you were not going to go to prep school, you were going to play in the Eastern Junior Hockey League. So I did one year of that and went off to uh, New England College and played four years there. And went uh, after that, went uh, to Sweden for a year and then to France after that. Yeah, very good. And found myself back at Bishop Brady coaching shortly <laughs> after that for uh, quite some time. So so this, this team... Uh, the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. I, I love the name, uh, and and Chris, I, I think you know. Tell us, you know, the where it came from. Well, uh, you know, the the name Clinton. I you know, kind of you know, just would uh, email back and forth, you know, like random names with you know some New Hampshire kind of background. It was trying to you know look at the monarch name and the evolution of that is that you know the manchester monarchs had a had a history well before the ahl team but uh, uh that name was brought back when the ahl team came and and played in manchester for years and then the junior monarchs kind of uh you know was a was a um, a name that came from that um you know we were river. Uh, we're trying to like river kings. Uh, you know, yeah. the kings was the idea of the the parent team of the monarchs, and you know, um, we probably have a little more time to explain where oh, the where have, the bowl came from. But, we uh, we have plenty of time, yeah. and uh, so glad to have Chris Brown in studio along with Clint Edinger, and uh, they are uh, involved with the. New Hampshire Mountain Kings, the new North American Hockey League team, which will debut in September at the uh, Tritown Ice Arena, the refurbished, the renovated Tritown Ice Arena uh, in Hooksett. So we'll have a lot more about how the name came about, how the design came about, and uh, all kinds of things coming up here on Kale & Company, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back. Kale & Company live here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are powered by Northeast Delta Dental and so glad to have Chris Brown, the owner of the brand new New Hampshire Mountain Kings, and Clint Edinger, who is the general manager and assistant coach of the team, both in studio with us today. We were talking about the derivation of the uh, <laughs> the name and how it, how it all yep. came about with a paying little uh, homage if you will to the uh, to the Manchester Monarchs yep. who were here for so many years and uh, the the logo 
uh, was designed by your daughter. My daughter, um, Libby Brown. Uh, she is a student at uh, Savannah College of Art and Design and uh, uh, actually got her uh, graphic uh, 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 start here at Concord High at the uh, CRTC program. I recommend that to, to anyone looking for that type of direction. But she just uh, has the knack for, uh, for, for drawing, and we... Uh, through a bunch of ideas, uh, like I was telling before, Clint and I had some ideas of names, and then we'd throw things to her, and she would, you know, draw up something, and be like, "Nah, that's all right," uh, you know. But the 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 moose and the antlers, and you know, just the 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 biggest animal in the in in the uh, you know North Country type of uh, thing was, uh, you know, very. You know, close in, to New Hampshire, and so she came up with the logo. Like I said, it looked like uh, a uh, comical version of Bullwinkle to start, <laughs> and now it's uh, obviously got a little bit of uh, hopefully fear looks, to it. Looks uh, pretty fierce to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. And of course, in the background, Mount Washington. Mount Washington. We yep. made sure that we uh, uh, had something unique to New Hampshire. Uh, Mount Washington in the background. You know, some tape on the uh, hockey tape on the uh, on the antlers, and uh, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite a little project and something that she uh, uh, will obviously put in her portfolio as she moves forward in the art. art uh, industry, I guess so. that that is a, a terrific logo. I, I, I'm certain it's going to sell quite a bit of merchandise. I, I'm sure people the the moment Chris that uh, it was announced that this team was uh, was going to be a reality. Uh, I'm sure you were getting demands or questions anyway about merchandise. Uh, just even with the group that yeah. we have, we would email like yeah. the updated logo, and people were like, ah, "That's sick!" You know, that's you know, that's yeah. great. You know, I was like, yeah. and and I think I said we had people messaging us like, "Where can I get a jersey?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> so where can you get a jersey? <laughs> exactly. yeah. But I'm sure they will be available in the not too distant future. Uh, no question. We yeah. do have some uh, links out there that we've been putting out there periodically for merchandise through uh, uh, Dave Polisi at Capital Sports. So we'll. Uh, We'll uh, allow some of our local vendors to uh, to uh, uh, participate in that. And and Clint, you've been involved in the, in the hockey world around here for a long time, and uh, are you know have friends of a lot of people who uh, are great hockey fans and hockey people. Uh, what has the general reaction been uh, from them? The, you know they're really excited. Um, they 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 want to see the arena be successful. They want to see great hockey. They want to. You know, drink a beer and watch a hockey game, and 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 just follow these kids for you know many years. A lot of them have younger children that will will look up to these kids and admire yeah. them. And and if they become involved in our program, there's nothing better than that relationship with the younger youth kids getting on the ice with with the players from the North American team mm-hmm. and just and and just starting that that family environment again and. That's that's our ultimate goal, you know, is to to provide an opportunity for for everyone. Now, the focus has has really been on the North American Hockey League team, the the Mountain Kings, but this is a uh, multi-layered and leveled project. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way of putting it for sure. You know, we've we've got uh, you know our 15U Academy team, 16U Academy team, and the 18U Academy team. And all those coaches have just, like I said, been 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 working day and night and recruiting players from all over the world. You know, I think uh, there's some some very young, talented players that will will be taking part in those teams this year. And 
and and the idea you know would be to get those guys to move up within your program um and then the ultimate goal is to 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 get get an opportunity to play for the North American team and whether we can get them up for practice which is our is our focus you know development i, I you know you, you can't stress it enough of providing an opportunity for kids to get to get better right chris nailed it earlier with getting bigger stronger faster and and that's always been our goal you know at the monarchs was to just develop and advance and and get kids to move on to the to the highest level hockey they can and 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 be good people you know at the end of the day right everyone's going to have a job at some point so um right now we're we're just guns blazing where everybody's going and we're 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 trying to make you know it a reality and before you know it uh august will be here it's all new you know the academy part of this is uh is really an explosion in the high school age uh hockey and and you can find academies everywhere now uh, uh sprouting up i think the one thing that we tried to differentiate ourselves was um brick and mortar school and an actual dorm and uh you know a lot of not not to badmouth anyone but it's just people have uh have academies um that have uh uh, what i say covid learning or or just uh you know online learning Mm -hmm. and uh for the money that people are spending uh to send their kids to to an academy program which is basically focused on hockey education um you know, it, it it's tough to, you know, you just want to make sure that people realize what they're getting. And so when we started to partner with Bishop Brady, um, you know, which is uh, uh, capable of taking 30, 40 students, uh, they were, you know, genuinely very excited about the opportunity of partnering with us. And, and uh, you know, there's an opportunity for us to send these kids there and continue to build the program and build more teams. As I said, we're probably looking at a U19 girls academy team next year as well. Um, you know, that was really a great partnership. And all of a sudden we're looking at, like, what some of these academies use for, for dorms, and they don't. There's mm-hmm. a lot of just, like, apartment houses and people staying and is that really what you want to do? We just kind of fell on our lap uh, that the New Hampshire Tech had, NHCI, had uh, a dorm that they closed uh, a year and a half ago and wow. didn't use because wow. a lot of people don't use the overnight accommodations at NHTI. So we've got an 80-bed dorm that is basically wow. there for us to use with meal plan right next door. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, wow, this is a, a tremendous opportunity. But when you start to talk to parents about here's the money you're, you're spending, it is a sweet spot of, you know, prep schools are here, you know, at, 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 a, at a high dollar amount. It's kind of the sweet spot in between, yeah. you know, going to a public high school and uh, and going to a prep school. And so, but you want to provide all these elements, uh, you know, of, on, of, of um, the schooling and the dorms and the food and the transportation that they would come to expect for paying that price. And uh, being right on the campus of NHTI, uh, perhaps uh, an opportunity to, you know, if they've, uh, you know, finished their, their high school curriculum, uh, they could uh, probably advance their education there as well. No question. I think yeah. the U18 kids on, on the academy, uh, some of them have aged out of high school. Yeah. And 
why wouldn't you have, have the opportunity to take a credit or two and just uh, advance your, uh, you know, so when you do get to college that you're, you know, that much further ahead. So what a, what a perfect scenario. Boy, they, they closed that uh, dorm down at just the right time. Just the right time. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be open again. Yeah, and exactly. uh, 80 beds, that is terrific. So that should uh, suit your purposes yeah, pretty well. They, they've worked with us to allow us to grow into it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably have half of that this year and then the ability to continue to expand there and, and utilize that. Uh, with, with But they are very excited. They're like, oh, this could be really good. Yeah, them. and, of course, they're really relationship with uh, Bishop Brady as well. That's a, a yep. terrific thing. No question. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, there's not too many, you know, local schools that give you that flexibility um, the, to be able to do that, and uh, that worked out well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So everything is kind of falling uh, into place. Uh, I know there's still a lot of work left to be done. And, uh, and how about, uh, Clint, uh, the, the roster? I, I look at your roster, and you have uh, – Players from uh, all over the country and literally uh, all over the world as well. Yeah, we do. We, uh, you know, we're starting. We're starting fresh. So there's no returners. It's um, the tendered players, and then your drafted players, and that becomes your protected list. And now, when you say tendered, what what does that mean? That means the, their rights are are owned by the Mountain Kings in the North American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all of those players will now come next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to the main camp. Wow. Can you stick around for one more segment? Yep. Sure. We have Chris Brown in studio. And uh, Chris, president of uh, New Hampshire Distributors, now owner of the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. You can get more information at nhmountainkings.com and see that amazing Mountain Kings logo that is uh, uh, going to be the rage here in just uh, just a little while. They start in September at uh, Tritown, the uh, remodeled, refurbished uh, Tritown Ice Arena in Hooksett. Clint Enterger is here as well, the general manager and assistant coach of the Mountain Kings. And uh, we will be right back after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We're talking hockey on this Thursday morning with Chris Brown. Chris, of course, you know, is the president of New Hampshire Distributors, a member of the legends of New Hampshire hockey, and the founder of the Black Ice Tournament. His resume, I, I could just talk for another half hour about Chris's <laughs> resume. And uh, Clint Edinger, and Clint uh, served a long time with the Junior Monarchs, played hockey at New England College, uh, was a Grim for four years, and uh, now the general manager and assistant coach of the brand new New Hampshire Mountain Kings. Uh, hockey is, uh, is going to be back uh, in the area at a, at a great level. Uh, and, you know, when people think of junior hockey, I, I think in these parts, they think of the Quebec Major Junior League that uh, had a team in, in Lewiston, Maine for a while, and uh, certainly a, a terrific league that people have heard about, the Ontario League. Uh, how, how does this league, uh, Clint, compare to those? Yeah, I mean, th- those leagues are, are you know, th- those guys are kind of destined to try to become a pro you know, mm, yeah. so you lose the college eligibility when you play, you know, in those leagues mm-hmm. where our model is strictly focused on getting kids to NCAA hockey. Right. Um, I think, 
you know, level wise, I think you'll you'll find um, it's probably a little bit different style of game. Uh, the the North American League is a is a physical, tough game. Um, there could be fights. You mean there 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 will be some fights. Oh, okay. Um, so pe- people like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but there there will be plenty of skill as well involved. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to try to you know right. make it sound like yeah. it's it's just that um again the, the ultimate goal is to get these kids to play college hockey sure. where there is no fighting right so right so it's it's a great level of hockey there, there's no doubt about that and uh, i think it, it speaks for itself where uh, uh the statistic i saw was during the 21 22 uh north american hockey league season they had over 300 ncaa commitments for the sixth consecutive season, with over 76% of those commitments being to Division One schools. Mm-hmm. So I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Right. I mean, people know the level of Division One hockey. Absolutely. Uh, having been around the UNH program here for, for many years and, uh, and other programs locally in, in Hockey East and the ECAC that people have seen over the years, and uh, that level of hockey is uh, is pretty intense, right? You yeah. know, I, in me as the hockey novice, I'd say in this is I, I go, well, the Junior Monarchs program probably sent a player or two a year to college hockey. This is you know, look at you know, if you had four lines, this is legitimately three lines of players on your team that are going to go play mm. college hockey. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people are like okay, it just changes the perspective on on the the, the amount of, of talent that you that you're going to be able to bring in with this with this league. Yeah, I, I mean it. It uh, really is a, a great brand of hockey, and uh, you'll be able to watch it at a, a refurbished rink, mm-hmm. and it's going to be you know an intimate setting. Uh, what what is uh, Tri Town Hall? Maybe twelve hundred something. We can get like? about twelve hundred in there. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, like you said, uh, we're we're continuing to uh, you know uh, spruce it up and uh, and and do some creature comforts for people. But uh, um, you know, there's a restaurant, a bar, and and seating there for uh, what else do you need for uh, um, you know watching a hockey game? Exactly, <laughs> and, and uh, you can sit there. You can have a beer if you choose, and. Uh, and it's going to be a great setting, an intimate setting, which I think is is a good thing. Right. It's better than going into a, a location that has thousands right. of empty seats. Uh, we won't mention any names, but uh, <laughs> but at any rate, talk about uh, talk about your head coach. Yeah, Cam Robichaux is a, uh, a longtime friend of mine, and uh, back when I was coaching in the uh, Empire Junior Hockey League. Uh, Cam was actually my assistant there, and he helped me out at uh, Bishop Brady as well. And then he worked for me in the training facility for, I think, three years and uh, ended up moving back home to Lewiston, Auburn, Maine, and opened up his own facility there. And he was a, he was a big piece of getting the Maine Nordiques North American League team mm-hmm. up and running. Okay, So yep. he started an NA3 team. He ran that, and then, you know, they they – they moved forward into the to the North American Hockey League, which is they're still going up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's 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 as loyal as they come. He's one of the hardest workers I know. He's so excited and focused, and he he really has a passion and a love for this. And I think people will see that immediately when you just see his dedication 
I mean, he's driving two hours every day to come wow. be a part of this um, opportunity. So, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to having him. Yeah, uh, a- absolutely so. And, and, and the players, uh, like we mentioned in, in an earlier segment, are from all over the country yeah. and the world. What, what are the restrictions on the, the foreign players that you have? Uh, and I know there are some uh, on, the t- on the squad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was you know four international or import players is is what they would call it. it. That that rule just changed to six, so it allows you a little more um, opportunity to. You had to be a little picky in the past because they were eating up a, a roster spot, and you don't have as many as you think at the end of the day. So uh-huh. yeah, you know you want to make sure if you're bringing a kid over from Sweden or you know from Russia or Ukraine or Latvia that they were you know, able to compete and, and, and play at the level. Right. So, um, but that, that's trickling down right through our academy model as well. We, I I would say right now we have, um, well over 10, uh, international players Mm. throughout the 15, U 16, U 18, U model. Wow. So, uh, you, you have players at, at different levels, uh, you know, below the, the Mountain Kings, the, the, the main team. Uh, wh- what size of a roster does the, the Mountain Kings have? The North American Hockey League team? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, they can have 24 players. 24 players on the roster. Yeah. And uh, so what, what is the, if, you know, you, you obviously injuries are going to take place. What, what's the flexibility in terms of replacing uh, those players? Yeah, you know, the idea would be, um, you know, having that 18U, 16U, 15U model, kid having success in your own program, you obviously want to reward them. And mm-hmm. if, if they're able to step in and contribute at the North American Hockey League level, you would love to give that that player an opportunity. I think the, the nice part about being everybody, same name, playing out of the same yeah. rink, becoming a family, it's it's really easy to get an 18U 16U, 15U player to practice with the North American League yeah. team. So now you're, it's, y- it's, you can tell if he can, if he can jump in and play on Friday night or yeah. or not. <laughs> so, so what what you really have is a built-in farm system right there. Absolutely, exactly. yeah, you know, exactly. So it it is a just a terrific system with the, all the levels that you do have. But the the Mountain Kings range in age from what. Uh, we're 15U now, so you'll have some 14-year-old players, yeah. and they can turn 21 during the season at the North American League level. Yeah, so <laughs> that that is that is really something, and uh, there, there's a lot of talent out there, and uh, and and also there's there's a lot quite a bit of travel with this uh, as well. There will be uh, the games are mostly on uh, Fridays and Saturdays, if I read the schedule correctly, yep. Yep. pretty much. Yep. Some occasional weekday games, but not too many. Yeah, and I guess we have to be happy being in the East. Um, uh, our furthest spot away is, is Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Um, that is the shortest distance if you're in the West. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. absolutely. Um, there's, there's teams in Alaska, there's teams, uh, you know, obviously in Texas, and uh, we're in the East. Uh, there's three other divisions. Um, uh, but yeah, to to develop the um, the budget for buses uh, was a little bit mind boggling. Right I'll, <laughs> I'll bet. I'll uh, bet. Even in your division, exactly. uh, let, let alone what they do uh, in the central and uh, out west. But uh, it, this this is going to be uh, terrific hockey. And uh, when will tickets uh, be on sale? 
Well, um, we should have tickets uh, uh, starting to go on sale within within the week. Now we've got a little uh, website uh, uh, growing pains right now. So as we get that uh, rolled out this week, we uh, we will have a, a ticket service that will uh, allow people to buy uh, single game and and multi game uh, packages uh, uh, to get people uh, people there. It'd be extremely reasonably priced i can i can assure you that because we want to get people there and uh and and see this brand of hockey and uh, great family entertainment no on uh, fridays and saturday nights and uh at a refurbished uh, and remodeled tritown ice arena uh in Hooksit, which uh the mountain kings and uh, all the levels of the of that organization can enjoy and as well as high school hockey and uh, others yep. as well. Yep. So uh, Chris Brown, the, the owner of the team, and GM and assistant coach Clint Edinger, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we will look forward to uh, having you back as the season approaches. Opening night is when? I believe September 22nd. Is that yes, what it is? September yeah. 22nd. That's pretty oh. good. Yeah. Uh, it'll be here sooner than you, you think. <laughs> Uh, guys, thanks so much, and uh, we will have you back. And as the season progresses, to have some players on the show, it'll be uh, be a lot of fun. Great. Appreciate Thank it, Ken. All right. Thanks, Chris, and uh, thanks, Clint. And uh, coming up here on Kale & Company, an interview re- we recorded a couple of days ago with uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Priest out of uh, Berlin, Connecticut, who will be racing on the Magic Mile on July the 16th in the big Crayon 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, joining us on the program is NASCAR Cup Series driver, Ryan Priest out of Berlin, Connecticut, joining us uh, fresh off his 15th place finish Sunday in the number 41 Stuart Haas Racing Ford in a very historic race in Chicago. Ryan, uh, welcome to the program. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, no, it was uh, yesterday in Chicago was something wild for sure. So it was great, uh, great to be a part of it. And but at the end of the day, I felt like we had a we had a top ten or a top five car, and just the way things uh, just the way things shook out with with the weather and the way the race was shortened, uh, the strategy just didn't work our way. But definitely, definitely had a good race car. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, what are your what are your thoughts about that uh, the two point two mile uh, road course that they laid out uh, through the downtown area of Chicago? Yeah, I mean, from uh, never racing a street course before, and and many of us in NASCAR have, haven't run a run a street course, so it was a new experience for all of us. And just kind of trying to find those limits of of what's too far and what's not far enough. So I think we all kind of crept up on it, and then throw a little rain in the mix and and some standing water everywhere. It it, uh, it made it entertaining, that's for sure. And uh, every lap was a challenge, so I enjoyed it and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Atlanta this week and and New Hampshire Motor Speedway in two weeks. Well, uh, very true, and uh, that that's a course uh, uh, we're talking about in Loudon that you are very familiar with. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. I mean, growing up in the Connecticut area and and really. 
spending a lot of time up there at New Hampshire Motor Speedway and and you know growing up going you know I was that kid that would ride a ride his bicycle around in the campground and, and go to the merchandise trailers and just really in awe uh, when you're you know seven eight nine years old so now now I'm racing there right and yeah uh, man it'd be really cool to to try and compete for a win in the hometown crowd. Well, you grew up uh, in a racing family, correct? Yeah, no, I'm a, so I'm a third, well, I mean, second generation driver, I, so to speak. Uh, my father raced and one of my grand, my grandfather owned, uh, owned a modified. So it's, it's kind of definitely in the blood. And, uh, of course, uh, Sunday, uh, July 16th, the Crayon 301. And uh, y- you've raced in every possible uh, NASCAR division, including the uh, Whelan Modified Tour, where uh, you were champion in 2013. And, you know, uh, Ryan, fans love that series. Uh, I mean, you've had 25 wins on the Modified Tour, and I will bet that most of them were, were pretty close. Yeah, uh, I've been lucky enough to to race for some really really fun, uh, great owners up in the Northeast, and and we we've definitely won some races and and won some championships. So it's been a been a road, but there's the the fans up there are diehards, and they they love their modified racing. No, no doubt about it. What is it like uh, racing for for legends like uh, Tony Stewart and Gene Haas? Yeah, so just from the Tony Stewart side, he's he's a racer. I mean, that that's somebody you know. Going back to what I was talking about when I was that kid, you idolize people like him, right? So um, they they definitely understand the the building process and and the struggles of of what it takes to succeed here. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun, you know, racing for him and with both of them. I know uh, last week. Uh, you were on a, a lobstering uh, expedition off the off the coast of New Hampshire. Uh, how did how did you enjoy that experience? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That was um, that was something that I didn't really know what to expect. I've never held a live lobster before in my <laughs> hands, so just trying to figure out how to grab it without it trying to grab me was uh, was something new, but. It was uh, it was really neat to to experience that and see what that that crew goes through when they go out and and uh, you know are bringing some lobster back. Well, I know you'll hope to be holding another live lobster uh, after the race on the sixteenth because uh, the the winner of that race gets a, a big live lobster. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's that's the goal, right? Uh, it'd be nice to uh, to have a lobster of my own and. I know we're we're already working on what we think we're going to need to have some real speed there. What are some of the challenges uh, on the Magic Mile in in Loudon? Yeah, so I mean, with the next gen car, there's uh, believe it or not, in New England, uh, the asphalt tends to get a little rough, right? So uh, going into turn three, there's a pretty big bump, and and you kind of have to base a lot of your setup on on how you're going to get over that. Toss into they, they say that you can't pass it Loudon, but I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you get your car turning really well, uh, you can you can make moves. So definitely uh, a track that I feel like I'm really comfortable with with all the laps that I've had. And, that, uh, you know, I feel like I have a good, uh, a good feel for what we need. 
So what is it about uh, Connecticut? Uh, you're fr- from Connecticut and, uh, and Joey Logano uh, from, uh, from Middletown. What, what is it about the state of Connecticut? I know, I know racing is big in the nutmeg state. Yeah, racing is big, and it's kind of one of those places where if you, aren't, if you aren't from there, you really just don't realize how much passion there is in the state of Connecticut for racing. So I always joke with my wife that, you know, one day we're going to move back because I love racing up there. So speaking of your wife, uh, where, where did you meet your wife? Yes, yeah, so we uh, we met racing yeah. <laughs> at a local track up in the Northeast, so go figure, right? Yeah, that, that was at Stafford, right? Stafford Speedway? Yep, yep, and I raced against her. And and how did you do? Uh, well, I, we both did really well, and usually it would end up with her being mad at me at the end of the night, but it was all good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, you're still uh, is she still racing? Is Heather still racing? No, no, she's not. Now she, uh, you know, we live here in North Carolina, and and we uh, no no racing. She we have horses, and that's 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 definitely her uh, the hobby that she she loves. So she has no ambition to go back. Uh, and, and, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I okay. Think it's more or less, uh, I have a modified that I'm kind of building uh that i always joke with her that i i still have her modified seat so i feel like i could put her back in and we can get her racing again now she's pretty darn good right i mean she was the uh, the rookie of the year in, in uh, 2011 at stafford speedway right yep yep she was she was actually really good so it was uh it was just something where she she decided that she was done racing and um you know she traveled me everywhere so I, I assume you're in North Carolina now, and next up uh, will be Atlanta. Uh, what are your thoughts about that one? Yeah, so Atlanta, um, I really don't know what to expect uh, right now, just because it's the hot, you know, it's the heat of the summer, and the package, what they call is a super speedway style package where we're going to be drafting. There's no practice, and, and you're just kind of doing your best educated guesses on what's what's right for when you go there. So we have Sony mobile EF, which is a Sony, Sony stereos for cars. Uh, So definitely go out on that website and check it out. They're actually having a competition to where you guys can win uh, a custom painted Sony mobile uh, race helmet. Wow. Uh, So yeah, definitely uh, be sure to check that out. So uh, where do you go for that? You go on to Sony mobile com. Simple as that. And uh, you could win, win yourself a helmet. That that is terrific. So uh, we wish wish you the best uh, in Atlanta, and then uh, looking forward to uh, the big uh, race in Loudon, a track that you are so familiar with. And that that is what is your goal for the rest of the season? I mean, we've been we've been we've definitely nailed down the consistency part. Uh, I would say the past six weeks, we've been between basically sixteenth and thirteenth. So. Just creeping up on those top tens and top fives, and and uh, hopefully get a win by the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, you know, we were talking earlier about Chicago uh, this past weekend. And uh, would you like to see more road courses like that uh, on the NASCAR circuit? I think it's really neat. I like it. Yeah, but I'd like to see a lot more short tracks as well. So, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to anything. Other than uh, the Magic Mile in, in Loudon, what is your your favorite track? 
Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it's any short track. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big short track guy. So whether it's Martinsville, Bristol, or or you know Loudon, I like it. Well, terrific, Ryan. We want to wish you uh, the best of luck uh, for the rest of the season and uh, in Atlanta this coming weekend, and then of course uh, on July 16th. Uh, the uh, crayon th- the uh, uh, crayon 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway in Loudon. I appreciate you being with us today. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Ryan Priest, and you'll see him in the number 41 Stuart Haas racing machine, the Ford Mustang that he uh, rides around the racetracks of the country and is doing very very well. We wish him all the best. We wish you all the best. All right, here on WKXL, and we uh, thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. And as always, we are presented by Northeast Elder Dental. Northeast Elder Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day, everybody. 